Well, good morning. How are y'all doing? Good. Well, as Nathan said, uh, my name is Stephen Pankratz, and uh, it's uh, my joy to be here. I um, was just thinking uh, a minute ago about my first Sunday. I came uh, back in 2011, and uh, the Smiths picked me up at Trinity. Uh, this was pre-car, uh, pre-marriage. I married into a car. It was nice. Um, <laughs> But uh, for my first year, I, I got rides uh, to, to this community and um, just very much appreciate um, y'all. I appreciate uh, this being home. Uh, Kaylee and I are going to be uh, going on to uh, Kansas City. Uh, look, we're looking forward to that. But this has certainly been a, a wonderful place to um, start our marriage. And uh, yeah, so we just thank you. Uh, thanks for welcoming us and encouraging us uh, here. Um, this is the uh, all of second time I've ever preached to adults. Um, so it's kind of scary. You guys kind of scare me. Um, I'm used to talking to junior hires, and um, and they talk back, you know. And there's just a different vibe, a different. I ask a question, and they tell me exactly what they're thinking. And so, um, if you ever feel like talking to me, I would have. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. If you want to, if you have a thought, just throw that at me, and I will uh, field that. Which with junior hires it gets a little bit tricky because they'll throw some things. You're like, oh no. Um, so I trust you. Um, but uh, anyways, um, we're going to be in Psalm 139 this morning, and so um, feel free to turn there. Um, we're, uh, the Psalms are beautiful. Um, they, they're, they are um, they're amazingly uh, dense and packed. The, the psalmist uh, works really hard at trying to say many, many different things uh, with like one or two, two uh, phrases. So it's more like a, a seven-layer seven layer dip than like cheese and crackers. I mean... Probably a little bit more elegant than that, but I mean, it's it's there's there's depth to it. There's uh, like you, you you eat it, it tastes good. Um, and uh, even like this, as I was preparing for the sermon, I, I got stuck in verse one and then wrote my whole sermon uh, and was like, wait, I was supposed to talk about the whole chapter. So um, so, anyways, the point being that uh, we're gonna we're gonna kind of take a, a higher higher view of the text. But um, this this psalm is amazing. Uh, it's a psalm written by David, uh, King David, and he's um, David's one of my favorite characters um, in, in Scripture. Um, I think probably most, mostly because, um, well, one, it was like uh, the Lord says that he's a man after my own heart. Uh, and, and my thinking there is like, well, if he's a man after God's own heart and God likes that, I want to do that too. Um, I want to I embody that. Um, and, uh, and then I'm also encouraged by the fact that uh, David gets it wrong, like he's not perfect. Uh, and like in the story of David, um, he actually takes some pretty, some pretty rough, uh, some pretty rough dives. Um, but in it, uh, he's uh, he finds a place of humility, uh, of repentance and confession, where he turns back to the Lord in light of where he's been and in light of all the mistakes that he's made. Um, yeah, he just turns, uh, turns to a loving and gracious God, uh, and uh, and I, we, we have that same insight. And so, Psalm one thirty nine is actually a Psalm of David. Uh, and I think it, it, it um, I love it as well because um, the Psalms are written kind of like with an arch. They have, they have kind of like a trajectory. Um, I've, I've heard uh, one of my, uh, what's the word, professors at Trinity, um, one of those things. Uh, he, he said that like reading the Psalms is, is supposed to be like taken as a whole, as a, like a, you, you sit, sit in one sitting and read the whole thing. And I've never done that because that's just a, what, entirely too long for me. Um, but I imagine uh, that it's good. I've listened to it through, but anyways, um, that, was, that was good too. But um, the reason why I tell you that is that uh, the book of Psalms, the Psalter as a whole, it opens and starts with Psalm 1, uh, which 
uh, if you remember, it, it gives us images, it gives the, 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 the picture of, um, of two kind of paths, two different waves. And the first one is, is uh, the, the person who's planted by a stream of water, who's, who's rooted and grounded in the Lord, who's connected to him. Uh, and then the other one is like uh, the, the, the path of the wicked, those that, that don't uh, hold to and follow, uh, follow the Lord. And, and they're like chaff. They're blown away. Uh, and and their, their way leads to destruction. Um, and, and I think David has this in mind when he writes this psalm. And, um, and that'll come out in, in, in time. But um, I've, I've, I've really appreciated um, this psalm. There's just so much to it. I wish I had uh, an hour or two um, to talk about where we'd sit. Um, but, but I don't. Uh, and so with that in mind, uh, let's, let's dive in. Um, the psalm, I think, breaks up into kind of two different uh, choruses or two different uh, refrains. And so this first one um, begins uh, in verse 1. So let's, let's read. Um, it says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in, uh, you hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. This is this first kind of little pause here because this this kind of creates a little chunk uh, where 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 um, the language that David uses is uh, kind of a path uh, way, kind of a he he sees me when I get up and when I go out. He sees when I come back in. He he knows my thoughts. He knows uh, everywhere I've been, every all that I've been. Um, what, all that I've been up to, right? Uh, and this is, this is a great uh, comfort, a great encouragement to David. Um, he says, uh, uh, such knowledge is too wonderful for me to attain, too lofty, uh, too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. And there's a, there's a sense in which um, like we hear that and it might kind of be uh, disruptive uh, we're to think about kind of uh, Big Brother watching you, you know, like the, the, uh, the one who's kind of... Uh, um, I don't see any kids. I'm kind of like Santa Claus. I don't want to ruin Santa Claus for anybody. I don't see anyone in here. It's kind of like Santa Claus, right? You, you get this, this picture of he, he sees when uh, you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad for good. Or, uh, he knows when you're bad or good. So be good for goodness sake, right? Uh, and there's like that sense of like God's always watching me. Like is, do, I need to be, uh, do I need to be afraid? Like what do I what do? I do? But David here uh, has a different response, right? David is comforted and encouraged by this. Uh, and I wonder why, why is that? You know, why is it that he uh, uh, loves it? That he, 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 he reflects on the Lord's nearness and it's, it's good news to him. Um, I want that. I want that. Um, if I were talking to junior hires, I would uh, ask them, um, as we look into this next, um, this next section, um, there's, there's some imagery, images, imagery, that kind of gets drawn out. Uh, David's going to talk about the presence of the Lord. And so uh, I would ask you, what do you see? So keep that in mind as, you, as, we, uh, as we read. It says, uh, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of, sea, of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light will become night around me, even the darkness is light to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is light to you. There's, there's actually there's a number of uh, images, imagery like happening in here, right? There's this like kind of vertical, like as God's way, 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 way up, up in the heavens, and God's way, way, way down, down the depths, right? And then there's also this this east and this west piece, right? He says, uh, um, 
He says, if I rise on the, on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea. So if, if you were to position yourself in Israel, um, I think what he's talking about is the, the movement of the sun. My, uh, my brother and sister-in-law, they're missionaries in Lebanon, and um, was able to go see them um, back in 2013. Right, Kaylee? Yeah, 2013. And uh, um, it was kind of the Christmas holidays, and we got to watch the sun set over the Mediterranean. It was just amazing. Uh, they live inside, and it's just right there, and they're kind of up on, up on this, um, kind of out, uh, out in the hills. Um, that's one thing that I love about, like, the Palestine area, is that, like, there's, like, the oceans and the mountains kind of all in one. You get it, like, one pack. So if you're mountain or beach people, promised land. That's where you want to be. Um, <laughs> but um, what he's talking about is the Lord's presence, right? And he, he thinks about... Um, from, the, from when he first gets up to when the sun goes down, you're with me, right? And I, I actually love, uh, right here in the middle, he says, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Right here in the middle of this, this, these verses. And in this next couple refrains, he's going to talk about darkness. He's going to talk about those other 12 hours of the night. Like, what, what is it like when, when the thing, things in this world kind of fall apart, when things get bad? Listen to what he says. He says, uh, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me, then the light will become night around me. Even the darkness will be dark to you. The, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. That, I think this is so good. Uh, such good news is that, it, and even in the, the hardest times, and, and when things are as terrible and as rough as they can get, that the Lord is near to us. That the, the Lord is with us in those things. Um, this last week, I, I was, uh, I've been thinking about these, uh, these verses and uh, kind of just about this opportunity to come talk to you all. And I went back to the fireside room and uh, it was before the 9 o'clock service and went up to talk to Ken Lewis. Uh, he's one of the, uh, an older gentleman in our congregation. Um, and uh, he was writing, I wrote this down, uh, he was writing in his journal, or not journal, sorry, uh, his Bible. He opened up to the front of it and he, he wrote these words as I was walking up to him. He said, uh, it says, uh, trust me in the darkness. The darkness that surrounds you. And uh, so I was thinking about this, and uh, I just asked him, like, hey, can you elaborate? Like, what, what's going on? And um, he, he told me that he, he participates in a monthly meeting for support, uh, for cancer support, um, and that he had recently been uh, to one of the meetings, and it's just, it just kind of bad news. Um, it's just all sorts of stories of just um, life not being so fun. Uh, being actually quite terrible and, and hard. And so uh, he, he wrote, trust me in the darkness, the darkness that surrounds you. And um, part of me was struck by the fact that um, Ken, like a, a man who I look up to in, in very many ways, uh, was, was holding on to uh, this truth. Um, like, I don't know if you know Ken, but I, th- I think that when you're in your 80s, you probably have it down, right? You probably like learn these things. Um, but like, this is not true, is it? But like, we, 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 we need to have a continual dependence on the Lord, a continual reflection on him. I, um, <laughs> I got married this past uh, July, and um, I've loved being married to Kaylee. And I think I thought at the beginning that, is that, that I could kind of figure it all out and, like, get it right. Um, and that, like, I would not do anything wrong. Um, <laughs> And uh, it took me, it probably took me, I don't know, what do you think, babe, <laughs> today? Uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, I'll probably still be learning this, but there's a sense in which I thought, um, 
that if I, if I just if I tried hard enough in my own strength, in my own power, that, um, that I wouldn't need uh, to ask for forgiveness from her, uh, that I wouldn't do anything wrong. Um, but that's just not the way, the way it is. I, I hate to say it. Um, I'm not perfect. Um, <laughs> surprise. Um, but uh, that's what I love about um, not only um, my wife, who uh, embodies the gospel and, and uh, forgives me, but, but uh, she images or reflects uh, our God, who does that as well. Um, our God, who, in, in, in the face of... Um, us turning away from him, he embraces us and, and shares his uh, forgiveness. And um, here in this next, uh, these next six verses are it's really cool too. Uh, he's talked about uh, Dave, uh, the Lord being near uh, wherever you've been, wherever you've gone. Uh, and then here in these in these next six verses, he's going to talk about, uh, well, have you always been with me? He's going to think about, oh, well, you're sure you're with me today, but have you, I mean, I think back on my life. Have you been here? And he thinks back to when he first began. He says, um, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts, God. How vast the sum of them. If I were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. And what I love about this is that, um, is that he knows he knows like kind of my hard wire, like he knows the way that I'm made. Um, that, that he knows that how I'm going to respond and how I'm going to react to the challenges that life come, uh, that, that life bring my way. He knows. Um, he knows me, he made me, uh, and he's with me. Y'all, isn't this good news? Do you, do you, do you, need, uh, do you need the Lord? Like, uh, do you find yourself in a situation in a time right now um, where you just need him? Um, I do. Yeah. Um, so, these first kind of 18 verses kind of point to and, and uh, reflect the God who's with us, he's near to us, uh, and he's in control of it all. Uh, it's in him that we can place our, our trust and our refuge and our strength. And here in, in this last, uh, this last uh, refrain, he says, um, were I to count them, uh, I would, that they would outnumber the grains of the sand, and when I awake, I am still with you. And this, this phrase actually marks like kind of a pivot in, in the, the passage. He, this whole time he's saying, you're with me, you're with me, you're with me. And now here he says, I'm with you. And, and I think uh, this helps us make sense of these next couple of verses. Because David's going to say uh, something that's, that's uh, a little bit hard to swallow at first. But I think if we, if we, if we tie it to, um, to Psalm 1 that talks about um, the Lord uh, leading us in the way everlasting. And that there's kind of two paths to take. There's either the path of those who follow him or a path that leads to destruction uh, and that, that path is, is kind of marked by, uh, by wickedness and, and those who, who have spurned and turned away from the Lord. Um, so let's read it. David, David, David says, um, If you, God, would slay the wicked, away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. 
Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so, does, this, does that strike any of y'all as a little bit um, harsh? Um, this sounds like the God of the Old Testament who's like full of wrath and kind of wants to kill everybody. Um, is that, I mean, I think he says, if, if you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. But I, I, what I want to point out here is that he's, David isn't so much trying to identify a particular individual. Like, um, I'm in the middle of this prayer, and you know this one guy who I really am having trouble with. Would you just go smite him? Um, he's not doing that, if you notice. He's, he's actually talking more about, um, he's been talking in these to, uh, like kind of these, like, Words of totality, all of my ways, um, and it's kind of either one or the other, kind of extremes. You dragging with me? And so he, he says, uh, they speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. So he's identifying this group of people who, and then he says, um, do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, uh, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? So he's not identifying a particular in, in person so much as saying there's these, this this this. There's a people who want nothing to do with you, who outright rebellion, rejection of you. Um, I'd love to tell, kind of unpack this uh, in more. This is really, I'll, I'll tell you. I just, it's coming to me right now, so I'm gonna, it's going to come out. It's the junior higher in me uh, right here. Um, this past week, I was, uh, I was on Monday, uh, was with a, a friend, and we uh, ended up, we were, like, we were on a, a train trip, a train ride. Uh, we went for like a study day trip. His name's uh, Brett. He's, a, he's in this church. But anyways, we were on this, this journey. And along the way of this kind of this day's trip of, to study, um, we met this guy named, named uh, Jimmy. And um, um, I, I had this conversation with him where um, he was asking me, like, what are you doing? What's going on? And I, I basically shared with him that I was, um, I was like studying, and I was studying to be a pastor. And that was kind of my heart's desire and, and where I wanted to go. And immediately he was really flustered. Um, and uh, he's kind of like just kind of reeling in the conversation. And um, naturally, I don't know, naturally, but for me, I, I had this desire to share with him, um, in some sense, the gospel. In some sense, this is, this is why um, I'm uh, purposing myself after the Lord. I, I, I desire to tell him um, who Christ is, what he's done for me, um, and to, to share with him this forgiveness that, that we're, we have in Christ. And... Um, to, to summarize like a 30-minute conversation, he basically told me that uh, in his understanding of the world that he was God. Um, and I've, I've never talked to somebody like that where I just was kind of confused as to where to go. You know, like where do you go in the conversation when I know full well that I am not God, that, that I'm not the Lord of my life and that I'm not in control of these things. But here's this guy, and, and he kept saying, like, no disrespect, no disrespect. But, and then he would basically, I, mean, I don't know how else to say it, other than he like, claimed that he was deity. Um, and I was kind of praying in that moment of just like, kind of asking the Lord, like, what do I do here? Because um, like, I, 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 I'm looking at my friend, you know, and I, wanna, I want him to know Jesus. I want him to, to know forgiveness and um, redemption and salvation. And... Uh, I felt like the Lord just told me, watch. Like, I would pursue him, but just kind of watch. And, and then afterwards, 
Um, I, I had to, like, I've, I've talked about this, and that's why it's coming out right now, uh, I guess. Um, I've been talking about this, like processing it more and more throughout the week of just kind of this, there's this burden inside of me for Jimmy and a desire for him to know the Lord. Um, but what do you do when, when, when someone just an outright rebellion, just I want nothing to do with him, right? And so by no means do I, uh, am I, do I think um, I would want to condemn Jimmy and be like, you're going to go to hell. I don't care what you think. This is where you're going. In some sense, that's true, right? In some sense, ultimately, there's, there's a, there is a judgment, right? And this is what burdens me. This is what burdens us, right? That we, we don't live in light of just kind of whatever. We live in light of there's an eternity, and we know a source of life, and we want to be able to hand it off to you. We want to, we want to point you to the well that, that is everlasting, right? We want to talk to and point to Christ. And so there's... Um, I felt like the Lord was saying, this is what, it, like, in a sense, for today, not, again, I, I'm holding, I have hope for Jimmy, but in a sense, he kind of gave me a picture. What does it look like for someone just to be an outright, just like rebellion, right? And so David's saying here, like, I don't want to be with those who are an outright rebellion, who just say, I want nothing to do with you. Rather, I think this is actually a posture of humility that David takes, right? Because in these next verses, he implores the Lord. This is the only time where, like, he kind of gives, like, strong words, where he's just like, he's just speaking boldly. And look at, what, look at the words that he says when he speaks boldly to the Lord. He says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Right? So he, he brings himself to the Lord. And so he's not, he's not a Pharisee standing on the street corner looking, look at like, how wonderful am I? But look at the sinner here. You know, thank you that I'm so awesome. You know what I'm talking, and uh, that was a terrible paraphrase of Matthew, but um, that's not what he's doing here, right? In this moment, he's, he's acknowledging um, his need and dependence on the Lord in all things, right? And if you know David's story, you know he's been and done all sorts of, uh, of um, sinful things, else the things that, away from, that are counter what God says, Right? And so, he, I don't know if he wrote this uh, before he became king um, or afterwards, but nevertheless, this is, uh, gives us insight into um, what his prayer was, right? And I think this gives us an insight of what does it look like to be a person after, God, uh, after God's own heart. It's, it's one who recognizes in humility that they're not God, that he is, and he knows us better than anyone else. He knows the way I'm wired, the way that I'm made. He knows uh, my passions, my desires. He knows, he knows everything, Right? And before any of these things happen, he, he, in some mysterious and wonderful way, he knows where we've been and where we're going and the situations we go through. Right? So who better to turn to than, than the one who is in control of all things? Right? Who better to turn to? And so um, I think this, this, this text calls us to take a similar posture of humility, to come before the Lord uh, and, to, and to ask him, Boldly, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So it's not about uh, how clever we can be. It's not about me holding uh, you. It's about you holding me. It's about the Lord uh, taking us, holding us, and guiding us.
throughout whatever we see. Lord, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So friends, where are you going? Are you, have you been walking in the ways of the Lord or, or is there a, 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 something in your life um, that the Lord may be stirring within you? Do, do you need to, like David, repent of your ways? I think there's also uh, some truth in here that um, maybe maybe you need to let go of some lies, the, the lies that uh, you're not good enough, uh, that you uh, if only you would try harder, then God would love you. Um, I, I I can kind of do that sometimes. I can kind of get in this this mindset that um, everything's kind of in my power and my strength that I just need to just to. If only I would do these things, then God would. Um, but that's not true. That's not, uh, that's not the gospel. Friends, we, uh, we were once enemies, and, and Christ uh, has provided a way for us to be friends, uh, friends of God, to be uh, heirs, to be sons and daughters. Um, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you. Uh, thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity just to get an insight uh, into uh, David and your relationship, Lord, and then, and then also to get uh, a, a leading and a nudge um, to, uh, to turn to you uh, as the one who is over all things, uh, who's in control of everything. And in whatever situation that we find ourselves in, if it's uh, the way things uh, are uh, not supposed to be, Lord, we just uh, ask that you would bring comfort, encouragement, and support to those that are uh, in seasons of darkness. Uh, and we uh, thank you um, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.